up, internet. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want it to be tidier. My name is Matthew Kroll. And I get why you shot him. And I'm Stephen Van Patten. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film No Time to Die. Uh, SVP, thank you so much for coming uh, to my aid in this in this most late hour, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I guess you heard the rumor that I'm somewhat nocturnal anyway, so uh, here <laughs> you, I am. You know, I'd heard that uh, <laughs> for the last 17 years or whatever. Uh, it's weird. Oh, I wow. keep getting older and you just don't. <laughs> There's a weird... Okay, stop. <laughs> just stop. No, dear, dearest <laughs> listeners, a bunch, of, a, a bunch of wonderful cacophonous nonsense happened to, to get uh, SVP here today. First and foremost, as we all know, uh, Shahir is not yet uh, hitting back to theaters, so he could not see this movie even though he did want to. He sends his mm. regards. He also says, you're looking real snazzy today, listener. And also, uh, I had another guest lined up for this evening, but an emergency happened. And they couldn't make it, so I, I I went through and I was like, ooh, I gotta I gotta tap my old school movie review buddies, and so I I texted. Uh, well, actually, it's funny. I texted SVP, I texted uh, Stephen Buja, and I texted Aaron Gould. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't text Aaron Gould. These are all people from the um, the same night tonight uh, 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 old school show that we used to do, and I didn't tap Aaron because she got married on Monday, and I figured she was busy. So I'm just about to say. <laughs> so uh, SVP. As he's done throughout my career, uh, decided to swoop in and save my ass. So I very much appreciate you coming here, buddy. Um, All good. Yeah. So I, I guess my first question is, I, I, what is your relationship with Mr. Bond, James Bond? Are you into these movies? Do you like? Do you do you dig them overall? Did you get on board at a certain actor? Like, what's your what's your Bond story? My Bond story is. Uh, to be honest, uh, so as a little kid, uh, I guess by the, when I was a little kid, let's 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 reveal that bit of of news. Okay. Um, I think Roger Moore was the lead, right? And he, he wasn't like he, like uh, I'm a little kid. I'm expecting certain kinds of things uh, for my entertainment, and Roger Moore wasn't quite it. And even when he was it. It was really just sort of like, um, okay, I'm at the movies. You know, sure. It, it, I had no real emotional attachment to Roger Moore, even though right. I'm sure a lot of other people did. Right, right, right. I got a little older and discovered Sean Connery's movies, mm -hmm. and that's when I was like, oh, that's what this is supposed to feel like. <laughs> that is. Um, and then it was so funny because I remember uh, the whole big deal about... Because uh, I want to say America in general got introduced to Pierce Brosnan through a show called Remington Steel from back in the day. Yes. And at the time, everybody was like, oh, my God, he'd make a great James Bond. He'd make a great James Bond. But uh, the network, I think it was ABC. It might have been NBC, but I'm not sure. But obviously it, it wasn't Netflix or any of that other any of those other people because they weren't around yet. But <clears throat> Remington Steele, big network show, they were not letting him out of his contract. Mm. And then Timothy Dalton took over. Yep. I had, outside of Grace Jones being in one of those movies, I gotta admit, I, I didn't, I wasn't that into that. Oh, yeah. Which one was it? Was that The Living Daylights or License to Kill? Something like it. I don't it might have remember. Been, might have been Living Daylights, but okay. I, I don't quote me. Um, 
even though this is recorded. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, no, I'm just saying because people always say that. It's like, of yeah, course. But you're being recorded. Yes. But, um, and you can be dead ass wrong. But anyway, so whatever that was. <laughs> so Dim- Timothy Dalton was in, in, in it. And Timothy Dalton, I mean, great actor in so many other things, even uh, as recent as Doom Patrol. Yes. Oh, you know? yeah. I forgot about um, that. And not to mention um, Penny Dreadful. He's mm-hmm. great in that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, you know, it didn't, it it didn't, at the time, it did not step in front of me enough for me to, like, ignore, like, the Aliens franchise and and all, for any of that stuff to overtake anything. Then Pierce Brosnan finally gets to be Bond. And then he, he, and on top of that, Halle Berry is the Bond girl. Oh, that's in number three, isn't it? That's in, uh... Is one of the Bond girls. Yes, absolutely. In uh, The World Is Not Enough, I believe. Or maybe I Die think... Another Day. It's hard to keep no, track. I don't think it's... Yeah, it is so hard to keep track. There's like a million <laughs> of them. I mean, you know, even even Batman is like, Jesus, dude, really? Like, yeah. son. Um, but <clears throat> even then, I it was just like the whole Remington Steel hype. And it's also because I, I feel like the mood of these movies is very reflective of the times that the movies come very out. Very much. You know, and, you know, of course, all these franchises go through that. Batman's a big example of that, just in terms of how campy and boom, pap, pow it was in the 60s. And as you and I now celebrate, get over here, you know, and, and, and that sort of like, you know, gruffness yeah. that that's become the norm now. Bond's kind of the same way, you know, Um he got and, a little more rough and tumble around the edges when Craig sort of stepped into it. But then that's where i was hooked daniel craig becomes what many people say is what ian fleming always intended in the first damn place Mm. that's another thing and i i I, like casino royale and and granted like as the movies have gone um i I, i've liked them to varying degrees i loved casino royale Quantum of Solace, I had to watch that like three times before I was really like, okay, all right. Darn, same, okay. same, 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 same. Um, um, <clears throat> and the rest of them, fairly good entertainment. Judy Dench is always great. Ray Fiennes. The, the, I mean, the, the cast they built around him mm-hmm. for those first uh, batch of movies, really, really solid. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and the villains were nice, and, and, and but they were... They were that that same level of creepiness as the Sean Connery villains, right. but with a sort of, you know, 21st century sophistication to it. A bit more grounding to them. Eh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because you didn't you also didn't have odd job and, and, and Jaws chasing behind him at the same time. Yeah. You did have even though you did have a fairly colorful characters. Then they released this damn thing. And I now I'm like and, 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 you know, I don't know how far we're we're going to end up going in spoilers. I'm Eventually you, we will. I am going to let you take the charge on that. Sure. Um, since I'm just a guest. But, I mean, all I'm going to say is, oh, to, to just to kind of put a button on this real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I watched a James Bond film and was in my feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was like, like literally like. Like I like fanboying almost like mm-hmm. like a couple of times in the theater I was just just like oh my god like what wow <laughs> like I like first of all 
<clears throat> and and the movie is like what two hours and forty five minutes? Half, yeah, it's it's crazy long. Uh, crazy it, long. It, it, I I was shocked at the runtime of this beast. But dare I say, didn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Enough thrills that. I mean, you might have been conscious of the time, especially if you, you know, mistakenly, like myself, had a lot of coffee before you saw the movie. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and then had to make a quick exit just oh, before nice. the, the Blofeld uh, um, interrogation. Right. <clears throat> but um, so I missed a little something here and there. But, I mean, even with that, I, I mean, like, time was not a factor because the story was actually that good. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree very much so. I, um... Backing up a little bit, um, my my uh, my bonding, if you will, did start with Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye. Um, wow. And weirdly, I came into wanting to see the movies, and I didn't really know much about... Uh, I heard James Bond before, and I knew that this was a thing that existed, but I didn't come into it until Goldeneye for the N64. And I was sure. playing that like a crazy ah. person. And then I was like, I should probably figure out what this is based <clears throat> on. Uh, and mm -hmm. I have never sort of looked back. In fact, um, uh, friend of the show, uh, or I guess friend of mine, he hasn't been on the show. I don't know. Do you remember Mike Stipulkowski, old MTV producer friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he and I, before he moved away, we used to do this thing called male bonding nights. And we'd had, I have a box set on Blu-ray of every Bond movie up to Skyfall. And mm. it is a lovely set. I suggest getting it for any fan. And we were slowly going through all of them. Uh, you know, in order. And man, mm. like what you said before SVP about like they are products of their time. That is so true. And it's odd to see all the differences. Uh, the, the just who James Bond is as a person and how he treats those around him is very interesting to watch that progress. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, but, but, but I, I honestly, that, so I, I started with Brosnan went backwards, did all those, and then jumped on the, the Craig train. And I got to say, so these five films that Daniel Craig was in, mm -hmm. um, they are, in my opinion, it, it varies the, the um, how do I put this? The type of films vary between the five of them, the same yes. amount that I think all the rest of the Bond films vary again, like uh, like around each other, sort of th thematically in 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 the ex entire existence of Bond. Meaning, you can watch the five Craig films and kind of get the feeling of what sort of a lot of old Bond, like how James Bond has been throughout his entire. And I use this as a fictional character air quotes career. Um, mm -hmm. it, so it's super interesting to see, and I, I I gotta say this one again, mirroring what you said, two hours and forty three minutes. Didn't didn't blink. Didn't look at the watch. Didn't look at anything. I was in it. Uh, I did not end up going to the bathroom. I I I, I opted against drinking anything for the two hours beforehand because I'm a psychopath. Um, and uh, overall, it was it was quite a uh, enjoyable swan song uh, to this run, which has me even more sort of interested in where it sort of goes from here. Um, I will say also, and I don't know if you noticed this or you felt this, but like, we all thought Daniel Craig was going to be done with this after Skyfall, right? Like, we thought that yep. was that was it. And then Spectre comes out, which I think it's either that or Quantum that are that are my least favorites, and I go back and forth. 
Mm -hmm. Spectre felt like Daniel Craig just didn't want to be there. A little bit. Like, it was a weird vibe. And Mm -hmm. in this one... For whatever reason, maybe like the script better, maybe he 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 the, the through line was much more clear, yada yada yada. He like brought his like I'm enjoying it a game, mm-hmm. like because there is something to be said to know like when when, you, when you're working on a project, we're both uh, production people. SVP, you can, you know this as well as I do. Yes. Uh, sorry, and I didn't even introduce you properly. SVP is a phenomenal stage manager and writer of horror books. Uh, please check out uh, uh, Brookwater's Curse and Killer Genius, the series. They are wonderful. Um, and if you've watched you. something on MTV in the last, you know, forever, uh, SVP's probably had a hand in it. So being that we've both done production for a while, when you're mm-hmm. doing a project, a, a film, a show, anything, and there's no end in sight, it can often be a slog. But if you know there's 26 episodes, if you know that this live show's only going to go for three hours because there's a union break coming up or something like that, mm-hmm. like, there's... You get a little bit like more okay. <laughs> and, oh, absolutely. And of course, Daniel Craig <laughs> is on a higher level than that because he's front and center and yada yada yada. But like, I, you know, I think I think there's something to be said for that. And also, he's gotten to have more fun now between Bond films because what he did he did Knives Out, which you could tell he loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they even brought in for ten. 10- for 10 fucking minutes on a day armis because they had such good chemistry in that film it felt like they brought her in as like a bond girl to show up for 15 minutes kick ass and be like bye bye um and and he got even even before then uh what was it he was in logan lucky somewhere around between all these things and he Mm -hmm. looked like he was chewing scenery and having a great time there so like as soon as like i think that he realized he could do a lot of different stuff and he saw that there was an ending happy happy daniel craig (laughs) <laughs> to to uh to uh, to cap this off um how do we feel it, with with this film in particular let's kind of go through because again we, we you when we even came on here SVP you're like so what we gotta do is sing this thing's praises for a while and I was like yeah pretty much but I wanna I, I do want to like I'm trying to think of the things that like I did not connect with right because there okay. there's there's always a few things um for instance, I have never in this five uh, ar- film arc of Bond really connected with Madeline, like the the, mm. the the love of his life, love interest. I was always mm-hmm. more of a Vesper uh, guy. Um, well, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I know, but like, so because <clears throat> like, it's forbidden. That's forbidden fruit psychology. I, I guess. Think. I don't know. I, so, like, it's, it's not that the actress, uh, Leah Sado, Sado uh, I think I said that correctly, is bad or so. anything like that. It, it's just that I, I never sort of, like, connected the dots. I actually think it's because the plot line of Spectre is a little loosey-goosey that I probably don't have that through line. Because, like, this movie does feel like here's a relationship with weight, but it also feels like that weight came before. It's kind of like a Marvel film sort of thing. And because mm-hmm. I never connected before, I had a hard time kind of latching on here. I get um, that. So that was one sort of sticking point. But again, it was super loose. Was there anything uh, for you that stuck out that was that was a bit of a a bit of a sore thumb or or tiny uh, <clears throat> itch point or anything? Well, I'm reminded of a meme that came out just a couple of months before this movie, and the the crux of it, I'm, I. I can't do it verbatim, but the crux of it is, okay, I get James Bond is a super cool, super intelligent spy, but 
how does he know how to do everything? Like, and, and the meme goes on to ask, like, when when in spy school did he learn how to work a cement mixer? <laughs> so it's that 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 constantly being thrown. Like that's gonna throw you if you're thinking while you're watching the movie and you're not just going ooh ah ooh ah. Right. I think <clears throat> when they do something really bananas, like there's that that gravity plane. I think they called it. Oh and yeah. And it's like, yeah. have you flown this thing before? And she's like, no. And I'm like, and I'm like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like you've never flown this thing, but like you know, like stuff like that. It's like. Because you're, you're literally li- like taking your life in your hands. When I get on a plane to go to the Bahamas, you know, I, it's under the it's with the understanding that the pilot's done this before. Right. You know, right, right, right. Um, and I get it. They're super cool spies and you've only got a couple of hours to get down, get uh-huh, down with, uh-huh. the, you know, what we're doing here. But like, Jesus Christ, you know, but that's, you know, that's like a universal complaint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, that yeah, that's kind of like the time in all of these movies. Well, it's so funny because I think a lot of that has to do with tone. Again, with the Daniel Craig films, I feel like tone they they took it to more of a uh, they, they Batman Begins it like they took it to more of a mm. sort of like believable, qu- not quite believable place because the Pierce Brosnan movies by the end of them. All, all the Bonds really were so like kind of wackadoo, probably post like 78, 79 to to whenever uh, Casino Royale came out and Agreed. sort of reset the tone. So like mm-hmm. there's definitely something to be said about that. And so when the leftover things from Bond, uh, the Bond oeuvre uh, step through, like uh, being good at everything, knowing how to do literally work every piece of machinery known to man or even like I get that Bond is supposed to have a quip. Like, I get it. I get that he's supposed to make a joke after he kills somebody. That's like, that's a Bond thing. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Craig doing it always feels terrible. <laughs> like, that Bond, I don't feel like, would say those words. And it's such always, like, there's a moment in this film, and this will we'll get into minor spoilers, where he uses an EMP to explode someone's bionic eye. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. And I don't even remember what the pun is. I do like, I, but Daniel Craig like said I sh- it. I showed it. I, sh- I was showing a guy my watch. It blew his mind. Right. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like, that's <laughs> look on the surface. That's a funny, nonsense, jokey, it's silly hysterical. lie. Yes. That I feel like I, I really like. Daniel Craig saying it after going through like the 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 turmoil that he is in in that moment, like after two hours of just getting the the, the shit kicked out of him emotionally and physically, for him mm. to say that, <clears throat> I was just like, huh. <laughs> so like, it's like, yeah, I get it. The tone, the, I think that that sort of harkens back again to sort of like. Uh, and I guess it's a I guess it's a compliment and a and a, a bit of a dig. Uh, th- there's moments where uh, the old Bond creeps through, I guess, from a scripting perspective, um, mm-hmm. either being a jack of all trades or just a quip master. And Daniel Craig's Bond never felt like that would be really the case. Um, <clears throat> but then I guess all British folk are supposed to have something dry to say at, at a moment's notice. Of course, so of course. I, I guess that that. That's the justification, or that—that's what you know plays a part in yeah. it, or what have you. So a- another aspect of this movie that I thought was a big frown upside down moment was uh, Christoph Waltz's Blofeld, uh, because Inspector, 
Mm-hmm. I had a real. We might have actually talked about this at a certain point, SVP. I had a real problem with Spectre because it does what I consider one of the cardinal sins of all film craft. Mm. And that is when you are taking an old element of a film or doing a reboot or a remake or, or, or bringing something in from a previous iteration of the property, as they did with Blofeld. That, Blofeld is a, uh, a, a Bond villain from way back. Mm-hmm. When you do that and <clears throat> then you don't build the character up enough in your new world and you rely on name recognition and emotional resonance from the audience – and then you have your characters in the film match that resonance, the I understood that reference of it all, without like the, the characters having that sort of cachet of interaction or clout or whatever. So like James Bond in Spectre has a huge reaction sort of uh, to, oh my, it's, it's Blofeld. But like mm. that James Bond shouldn't know who Blofeld is. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you could read into it and write us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com if you think I'm way off. Uh, or if you just want to say hi and and tell us what a great job we're doing. Like, you could say, like, if Bond <coughs> is the same character somehow from the 60s. Like, No, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's almost like, well, again, going back to Batman, yeah. they, they make that mistake. And I think Star Wars occasionally did it, too. You know, it's just like you're relying on the... Like you said, sort of like the branding. The, the the biggest the biggest one in the last fifteen years or so, I forget when it came out, was when the when the JJ Abrams Star Trek came out or Into Darkness came out. Oh and like yeah. the entire time they're yeah. like, it's not Khan. It's not Khan. Uh, you know, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't playing Khan. Chill out. And then like they have a big swelling move like moment where it's like, My name is not Ingelbert Humberdink. It is Khan and like the music swells and all the characters get big eyed and like again no one would know or give a shit outside of Spock uh the original Spock but that's not who's there at the time like and, and I, I hate that because you're you're for me personally you rip <clears throat> you rip me out of the film because you make me remember I'm watching a film like there's no quicker way to like slap me in the face and be like, guess what? You're watching a movie. Were you were you were you emotionally sutured to this moment and experience of other characters? Were you walking in their shoes for a moment in your psyche? Well, too bad. Um, and because and- now you're forced to go through your mental rolodex, pull up Ricardo Montalban <laughs> and every other fucking thing you've got attached to Khan, right, right, in your head. And start doing that while you're supposed to be just sitting there watching yes. the movie and, and and eating your popcorn. And yes, no, I I understand that. So, I understand the uh, yeah. So Spectre you know. was a bit of a let, like not again. Christoph Waltz did a great job. Like the film has other problems, but like at that point, I was just like, Bond shouldn't know who this is. <laughs> he shouldn't give a shit. And so this one at least came in where I, I was really happy. And now we're getting mm-hmm. into spoiler spoilers, I guess. I was really <clears throat> happy. That Blofeld wasn't like the big bad, and not in a yes. way that takes away from him being a big bad. Like mm-hmm. there's a moment, uh, the, the the big evil weapon in this thing is a virus that you can program to only attack certain people with certain DNA. Ain't that, that some shit? Yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> sure no no problems would ever be uh, fuck made with that, um, and. Blofeld's running this whole game. He's built up to this moment. He's doing this thing. And based on 
someone else wanting the technology that Spectre screwed over ages ago. Mm-hmm. He is triple duped, Blofeld is, and at the party when he's supposed to just put it on James Bond so James Bond dies in front of a bunch of Spectre operatives, uh, it kills all the Spectre operatives. And then when James goes to interrogate Blofeld, uh, it's like he's like <clears throat> still playing the game, but he's also kind of a broken man. <laughs> and that was wild yeah. in a way because, I mean, they brought him out and he's like restrained in almost like Magneto yep. or, or, or Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. type level restraints. But then he's, as you said, he's he's got nothing. Yeah. He's neutered at that point. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, he just has information, and that's the only reason why he's relevant, and he's kind of, like, coming to terms with that and still trying to play this cat and mouse game. But it was interesting to have James Bond just be like, this is, what? Like, <laughs> right. I, like I just watched your entire team die. <laughs> and you're going to talk this game to me? Like, I don't know. That was an interesting way to take that <clears throat> character um, and make them relevant to the story, not to, like, making them important to, like, the overall arc, like, because they're this linchpin, but the mm-hmm. fact that they're now off the board because, not because James Bond is, I mean, James Bond did capture him, but, like, he was still doing, he was still operating shit from the inside via a bionic eye or some shit. Um, yeah, uh, he's off the board now, not because of what James Bond did, but because of what Remy Malik's and I'm going to butcher this name, Lucifer Safin. It's like, it's like if you added like nine extra letters to Lucifer. Right. Uh, I thought they said Lucifer the first time I heard it. I was like, okay, so Lucifer, Lucifer, but then there's like extra. Yeah. There's a Y, there's a T, there's a bunch of extra, extra consonants uh, Um, in there. So I, I really liked that they used Blofeld to up the clout of a new character that was not like trying to take over Spectre. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, no, this is all old and stupid and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And so I, now I'm evil, but I'm evil for these reasons and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know. I dug that. I was very glad Remy Malik was not a Spectre agent. I was glad that it wasn't sort of like an extra thing. Like, the, you know, Bond villains always have an affect. Uh, his was sort of like the scars on the porcelain doll mask, which turned it pretty creepy. I dug it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Good PR department, apparently. Lucifer has. <laughs> um, and and there was a and they and then of course in in typical movie fashion, his entire backstory is tied then with Madeline's, um, based on a shared history. Uh, he murdered uh, her parents or, or her mother because her, fa- her father, who is a Spectre agent. Murdered his, his family. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of familial death here. Um, anyway, I, I found that interesting. Was there, wh- wh- how did you, how did you feel about one Mr. Robot running, running around in this, in this uh, universe now? Well, he's a great actor, uh, first and foremost. And <clears throat> I want to say the makeup more so than anything else, uh, assisted mm-hmm. with his ability to be effective and creepy. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to say that he was relying on it or, or yeah. anything like that. And I don't feel like it was, but I, the overall um, makeup, no pun intended, of this character, <laughs> uh, 
uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it worked. Yeah. Um, I thought. Uh, I mean, obviously not the most physically imposing, but then again, that's not the purpose of the, uh, as we learn from Unbreakable, you know, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the purpose of the master villain. The master villain is not necessarily physically imposing. In a lot of ways, he should be the opposite of your hero. Right. So, you know, the, the whole thing with <clears throat> him just kind of be this, this coming across as this unassuming guy and then, you know, but this is what I'm doing. And then you're like, oh my God. So you're really trying to, really trying to just basically pandemic us. It's like, well, damn, son. Yeah. Um, you know, and <clears throat> I think because of, of course, the times that we're living in, I think we're all a little sensitive to that. Yeah. You know, um, so just bringing it out, you know, it, it's it's just like, OK, wow. Uh, and in a way, in a way, it is. Um, I don't want to say it was predictable that. Oh, yeah. So now we're going to hit the world with a pandemic because, you know, we're going to tie on our, our, our little pandemic strings that we all have now. But, you know, I mean, that is kind of what we did. But <clears throat> uh, that is kind of what they did. But they did it well. So. You're not really like you, you like it doesn't it it didn't take me out of the out of the mm -hmm. head of the movie, you know. It's just something that I noticed, and I just cataloged and put it away. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing about it, it's funny because I feel like if this movie had been released when it was finished forever ago, we would have mm -hmm. all been in a place where like we want nothing to do with viruses. What oh, absolutely the shit that is that is absolutely true. And now I was able to sort of parse it a little bit back, like. It, it to me, it's interesting. It because it was like a techno virus, for lack of a better term, and because if you got it on you, whatever it was programmed to do, it could live on you forever. Like there's no getting yeah, rid of it. I believe the word nanobytes yeah, was thrown yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like because of that whole thing aspect of it, I I, I didn't quite connect it to it. Like. Because it was so weaponized and so specific in certain yeah, cases, yeah. I never got that. But then again, to your point, I mean, they they literally do say entire, uh, you know, uh, groups, families, uh, you know, races, etc. can be like targeted. And mm -hmm. and then it was just like, oh, Fuck! Like, like this isn't this isn't just James Bond at a party getting misted. <laughs> this is this is a whole nother level, and you never quite know what Lucifer is really like. Like who he's gonna, what he's going to do? Because he he posits himself from what he says as basically doing the same thing that James Bond <coughs> does, just mm -hmm. tidier. Like who is yeah. who is who's who, licensed to kill? Who gets to decide that? Well, you run around and blow shit up. I'm going to do this without collateral damage. Uh, in fact, you, you, the definition of collateral damage this weapon would eliminate. Now, that's not. <laughs> I mean, you could go back and forth on what that actually, if that is a good thing or a bad thing based on a weapon. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes it sort of a more interesting quandary than like, oh, no, nukes. Oh, no, bomb. Oh, no, uh, you know, Green Goblin holding Mary Jane over the, the, the Williamsburg Bridge or whatever. Like there's, I don't know. It made it both personal and... Uh, I guess sort of like global in a weird way. And I appreciated that again for a swan song, evil bond plan. 
Uh, I thought it was very effective. Uh, here's, you know, I, I was sad about this one thing. I really like Felix. Jeffrey Wright is a national treasure. And mm -hmm. uh, I've liked him in all of these films as sort of like the American counterpart to Bond. I found it very fun. And they had like a genuine friendship that like actually evolved over five films, like uh, between the scenes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't think it was a, a, a plot misstep or anything like that, but I was I was very sad to see him go. Um, I, I, I wish... I always wished we got a little more actiony with Felix because he is the American Bond in in this right. in this world, um, and, and it did suck too that they he got he got got by um, oh god Billy Billy Maxuin uh, Logan Ash the Abercrombie right. and Fitch wing of Spectre, um, and that <laughs> that definitely sucked. Not again. Not. Not poo-pooing what the movie was doing. It was just one of those moments where, like, the film actually draws you in and you're like, oh, shit, that sucks. Uh, and yes. gives you a little bit of emotional pull. Um, All, and, and speaking also as a, a big fan of uh, Jeffrey Wright, and also speaking as somebody who scared the hell out of him one night. Um, how did you scare the hell out of him? <clears throat> okay, I happened to be, uh, this was when I was riding my motorcycle a little more regularly. Uh <laughs> Middle of the night, I'm just kind of like whipping around, and um, I realized I needed cash. As we all as do. I, as we all do at different times, you know, whatever. So I stopped at a Citibank on, um, I want to say the corner of Myrtle and Clinton here in Brooklyn, and I am stepping off the bike, and I'm all like, you know, basically like terminator up. Ba -na 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 -na. And <clears throat> basically, and, and I, I'm trying to take my helmet off, and as I'm taking, but I'm, I'm like stuck, like the latch is like stuck. <laughs> oh, no. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just walk in. Fuck it. And I, I'm walking into the bank and Jeffrey Wright is walking out and he looked terrified Amazing. because here's this like big thing in a, you know, in a big helmet coming at him. And I was just like, oh, hey, no, it's, it's all good. I'm actually a fan. And I just, the helmet's just stuck, <laughs> you know, I need he got the hell out your of there. boots and your motorcycle. Motorcycle, right? Uh, it's a little bit muffled, but you get the gist. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, well, Jeffrey Wright, a uh, big listener of the show, by the way. So I'm sure he knows uh, now. Sure. Um, it was just a big, it was just a big motorcycle misunderstanding. helmet misunderstanding. How did the, how did the bank take you walking or did you just go to an ATM? Oh no, no. It was the middle of the night. Oh, so it was an ATM. The bank was closed. Right. Got you, got you. So gotcha, I was just gotcha. going to the ATM machine right. inside the bank. I just didn't know if you were literally like going to march. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Like you would not, you would probably not be talking to me now. Oh, you know. <clears throat> thank, Live thank from you, Supermax. Yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't trying to rock. I just wanted to say hi to Jeffrey Wright. Exactly. Um, uh, so, so now, so, so here comes into big spoiler town, right? Um, yes. This being Daniel Craig's last film, uh, they fucking killed Bond, dude. They did it. They did the thing. I'm kind of glad they did the thing. Like, yeah, it felt it. It it was very stirring emotionally. Yeah, and especially with that one shot of him mm -hmm. standing there, literally waiting for the missiles and 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 whatever. And it was like, it was first of all that shot. Who 
whoever set that up. Yeah. Like they, they deserve something. Yeah. I, I, some kind of an award. Cinematography. <laughs> I don't know what, what, whatever. Because that was literally like, <clears throat> because the other funny thing about the movie is. Um, the Linus movie Sandrin, is by the, the way, director of photography. Nice. Well, he deserves all all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, because the movie also kind of uh, not so subtly insinuates that he's on the border of being a relic. Yes. And he's actually been replaced um, as far as the 007 rotation that goes. That is right. And by a... By a badass British Jamaican lady. Yeah. Uh, oh. Lashana Lynch, know me. Uh, or know me. 007, as it is. As, yeah. As, yeah. Just saying. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's like, and, and, and not to mention the fact that I was leaving the theater, and I know this is probably like, uh, kind of like a, <clears throat> um, again, sign of the times. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, this might be the only Bond movie where there was one love interest. Well, not necessarily one love interest. One woman that he's one woman that he has slept, slept with, with in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the film, like I, I want to say this was one of the few, yeah. if not the only one, where it's literally just about him and another woman, mm -hmm. and then everybody else around him is just kind of like because even Money Penny, you know, any like sort of like. I don't know, tension romantically or whatever that might have uh, kind of been insinuated in the other movies. Nothing. Nothing. Like nothing. Respect. Uh, respect. Yeah. Lots of respect, but kind of like, you know, he's, it's it's a swan song in such a way that like I, I can actually kind of like almost relate and it, it. It's almost like one of those things I'm watching this whole thing spell out and, and he's got to this like crescendo moment and it's like, you're almost like, yeah, that's, you know what? That's how, if I'm going to go out, that's how I want to go out. Yeah. Like that. And on, on that note, I liked it because it wasn't trite. Like, it, they, they managed, mm -hmm. in a way, to lock James Bond into an impossible situation that James Bond can't get out of. If he leaves, yeah. he's covered in nanobots or whatever that you can't take off. The movie said so. And he would kill his uh, uh, the love of his life and his daughter. Mm -hmm. So why go back? Like, what's the fucking point? Like, and, and the, at that point. Uh, you know, add that to. By the way, you have to open the missile missile silos because if you don't, this isn't going to matter. And yada yada yada. It's like, well, like it made a very clear heroic sacrifice play, and I I mm -hmm. liked that. Um. Uh. Granted, couple couple little hiccups in the how do things work uh category for instance if he has that emp watch and he was had someone in a headlock how did that not also blow his radio transponder in his ear listen we're not gonna worry about that uh because he gave a funny line about it blowing someone's mind uh um, right <laughs> um and let's not even actually I'd be very interested to know if that like gravity plane slash submarine actually existed. I was getting real escape from LA vibes with that shit. 
Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, again, I, I loved it. I just, it, you know, it, it, it borders on silly. And when when I it, when Bond movies start getting to that point, especially this this thing, I was, I'm happy to see them go out gracefully. Um, on that note, so now <laughs> SVP, we are in need. I mean, I don't know if we are actually in need, but they're going to because capitalism of a new Bond. Well, you know what's funny? Um, At the very, 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 very end of the movie, because now people sit through credits because Marvel has us trained to wait through everything Mm -hmm. now just in case somebody decides to slap you with, you know, oh, and then here's a new boogeyman Mm -hmm. or some dumb shit, you know. Um, So they said at the very end of the credits, James Bond will be back. To which you're like, but wait. <laughs> uh, to Matt's point, capitalism. Yeah. But y'all just blew this dude up. Yeah. So I mean, like, blew him up, blew him up. Yeah. So yeah, like what you know, he, he's technically he's James unbonded. Yeah, he's right unbonded now. from all of the proteins uh, that keep his cells together. Um. So. So what do you think? What do you think they're gonna do? That's the question. Step one: Are they going okay. to? We're we're probably looking at at least a three year. Oh, I hope so. At least three years of nothing. But now Amazon owns half a James Bond or whatever, so like all the like goodwill is kind of out the way. That's right, right? Don't they? Isn't that? Some, oh, that's right. They own. I they for, own fifty percent. I but, completely forgot about that. The f- and you're absolutely right. And yes, that is a problem just because of that. The Fleming Estate said that they still have creative control over what things actually happen. Like I know it's a fifty-fifty, but like I think there's something in the clause. I have no idea, but I have a feeling that we're going to see a James Bond. Television series Amazon original at some point before we see a film. That's my dark, not mm. wanting. Um, am I right? Is it Amazon? I can't remember. I think it is. I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> that's well, you know what it is. It's like as we sit here now, halfway cringing at that proposition. Um, just because you know, it's it now it's a matter of overkill. You know, just redundancy and and just we just all had this magical moment um, at watching the end of this movie mm-hmm. for, for you to now turn around and, you know, get some like like you said, Abercrombie and Finch model yeah. to run around uh, and, 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 and sort of recreate an hourly streaming thing. Yes, the initial news will annoy me. <laughs> But in all fairness, if if it's good, then it's good. And sure. then that becomes the thing. The, you know? the problem I have with that is very rarely is it good. Like like I, I can't I don't know. I hear you. I, I hear now you. granted, look, it's funny, I, I don't know I don't know if it's because it's it's Amazon Studios or anything like that, or them sort of having a thing. Because you know, as we all know, Amazon, the 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 kings of restraint. Uh, well, when it comes to paying people a living wage, zing. Um, oh, the well. the every once in a while, we do get a series that beats the movie in in likability. Um, Actually, it's funny, and this is a personal thing. I know people go back and forth on this, but we, we, we you know, we're, we're vampire people, Sheer. Uh, what we do in the shadows, 
I feel like mm-hmm. the show has surpassed the film in many ways for me. Uh, uh, I just yes. think it's. I think the format works really well with TV, and I didn't think it would when I when I started it. And again, yes, exactly. Yeah. TV series, what? Yeah. So, and then you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay, bat. Um, I, I might even I might even be trying to go as Jackie Daytona, uh, average human bartender for Halloween. Stop. I think that'd be very very fun. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so it can be done. Absolutely. I don't think it should be done, but no one's asking me. Not in this case. Right. No. I I think I think we should at least get a three year rest. Mm. So let's assume that. Let's say we live in a in a world that listens to us. What what then, if we wanted films to continue, do we want to see out of a James Bond? Do we want to see Lashana Lynch take on the role? Do we yes. want to see someone else take on the role? Like how do we here's a question too. Do we want, no matter who does it, them to be called James Bond? Be- because is it a code name? Are we still in the same universe? Like no, like no, that. Because like, no, I don't want them to call it that. No. But then what? I is- want her to go by her name. But then what is? It? <clears throat> but then she's 00, or maybe she's 008. I, out of respect, maybe they hang him up in the rafters, and then. But then it's, it's- not James Bond again. Capitalism. It's going I to come know. back. Like that's my question. I, I just have very little faith in companies showing restraint. <laughs> As well, you should. As well, you should. Um, I was trying to think of anyone else that I would want. Like I'm like, oh man, if only so and so could be Bond. Of course, Idris Elba was floated forever. Um, but I think he might be getting a little old to start a like a five film franchise sort of with. Oh, Bond. absolutely, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, I'm trying to think of other actors who I'd be like, "Ooh, yes." Mm. Um, but I can't really think of any. I, I feel like doing. I got one. Okay. Even though he's already got enough money, for God's sake, mm-hmm. um, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. And I'm saying that because not only will it be sort of like a new polished. Uh, it'll be a different twist, yep. <clears throat> but I saw, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name of this thing. I want to, well, if I, I mention it, maybe yeah. you'll, you'll remember it. It's, it's this thing, it's a series he did with you, Lowry. Okay. And it was, um, oh my God. You know what? I, maybe I should just cheat and just dig it up <laughs> on the phone real quick. I, it was, it was like the night something and he was, he was brilliant in that. It was no Loki, no superhero mm-hmm. crap or anything like that. It was literally just him as this guy getting drawn into this sort of like espionage thing. And um it was it was great. And he was great in it. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that, you know, we discovered him collectively, you know, where he had big horns on his head and, and a staff, you know. All of that aside, I mean, he's like, like I want to say he's like Shakespearean trained because I sure. remember seeing him do like a, a speech from King Henry or, or something like that not too long ago. But <clears throat> um, if we were going to hand that to somebody, that's that's one of my first picks. Okay, I can see it. Um, some uh, some people have floated Richard uh, Richard Madden uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, who's going to be at Eternals. 
Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's suave enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. People have floated Tom Hardy. People have floated uh, 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 Reggie Jean Page from from Bridgerton. Um, oh, mm-hmm. like I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I would, to be honest, I would mm-hmm. rather see a Lashana Lynch be Bond. I don't. I don't know how it would function from a from a name recognition whatever like you could just call it 007 or whatever because uh, I like because mm. I don't know I like the Craig Bond universe which could also be connected to the rest of the Bond universe but like I like that they've sort of put an end cap on this like yes there, there's always the rumor that James Bond is a mm. code name and mm. that's why so many actors have had it and you can there's flaws in that logic there's other things blah blah yeah, blah Big, big flaws. But, <laughs> but, but you could look if you just said that, people would be like, no, well, actually, and then they'd get over it. Like, if that's the direction you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they wouldn't get over sort of, uh, you know, gender bending or changing the race of the actor playing the role because people are idiots. But the, the James Bond, I think, is in a perfect spot to s- sort of flip its own script now. Like, yeah, because you can have your cake and eat it too. And mm-hmm. and you can do something new and innovative and do something different with a character because mm-hmm. it's technically a new character <clears throat> um, rather than just sort of do something old hat. I mean, look, you don't have to change everything about a character to make it new, but this is one way to do it. It's one way to keep it fresh. It's not the only way. Uh, right. I don't know. I think it'd be fucking cool. And granted, I, 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 I don't think... Um, Nomi got a lot to do in this movie, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I loved the switcheroo of her picking him up in Jamaica or wherever they were. And then. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, 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 first of all, uh, kudos for shooting in Jamaica in the first mm-hmm. place. Because, you know, for a variety of reasons, um, that can't be easy. No. For a variety of reasons. Yeah. Secondly, um, <clears throat> big shout out to uh, the filmmakers for using actual dance hall reggae music. Okay, yeah. That I used to be up in the club doing, the, you know, man, that brought back some, oh my God. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> what, what the fuck's James Bond doing here? <laughs> right, for real, you know, listening to Walk Like a Champion, son. Like, oh my God. Like, that got me. And, and first of all, it got me because that meant that those cats that made that song, they got a, they got a little money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got some money behind that, you know. So that's that that in and of itself is fantastic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, just the actress herself, I, 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 you know, just doing an amazing job. And the thing is, what was great about her being there her being one of two black women in the movie. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's like, first of all, they made her so functional that there there was no sense of tokenism. Right. And that felt really, really good. Like, she was there. Yeah. She deserved to be there. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's literally, like, supreme badass. Um, that... that is also sort of on the inaccessible side. 
Yeah, and and I think that's all fantastic. They made a character. I will say this. So the, the con, in my view, is that like because it is Daniel Craig's James Bond swan song. There's and it's a two hour and forty three <clears throat> minute movie. There's mm. not enough time to like real. It, it, it like I wanted more time with that character to sort of like figure out who they were, other than pissed that James Bond is back. Right. But also, I will say this. They took a character whose central motivation was, I'm pissed that James Bond is back, and made me not dislike them for it. Does that make yes. sense? Oh, totally. Like, that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow in a lot of ways, but like I was more I wanted more of that character. I wanted to know that character better. I was never annoyed with that character. And normally mm-hmm. that character is set up to annoy the audience because the audience came there to see character A. That character doesn't like character A. Blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. uh, kudos again uh, on on that sort of make making that dynamic work and be enjoyable while keeping this new character feeling you know like something you want to watch. Um, yeah, I look. I think this movie was a phenomenal way. I guess we'll just sort of roll into sort of final thoughts at this point. A phenomenal mm-hmm. way to cap the Daniel Craig run and kind of the whole series. Uh, but it will never die. Capitalism. Uh, no. I will say, as sort of my final um, <laughs> backhanded compliment, um, this is not my favorite of the Daniel Craig films, but I don't think it ever could be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, while well, we said, like, Spectre and Quantum are a little bit like, meh, uh, the two standouts, uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall, are standouts for two very different reasons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Casino Royale took it to a back to basics smaller spy story um, that the drama of that poker table and like the entirety of Bond sort of thing is like it's a real personal story right yes Skyfall is kind of like a balls to the wall action palooza where like it's just a it's like it's like action cinema on a super high level and you're like in it for like the 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 drama of the of the physicality. Mm-hmm. They each chose their lane and they rode those lines to perfection. Mm-hmm. This movie, No Time to Die, you can't do both and have it be perfection. But you can find a nice balance point. And mm-hmm. I think this did find that nice balance point, but because of that, it still will like if you have two levers, you can't really get them both to the hundred percent mark. If you want to like take one down, you kind of have to raise the other one. And so mm-hmm. my point being like, <clears throat> this is a really great hybrid, but it will never stay in my mind as like the holy fucking shit, like this one piece of a style of storytelling excellence over here. It's not gonna hit mm-hmm. that for me. But that's also right. okay because it's the end. And it needs to hit a lot more marks. So I really appreciate it for what it's di- for what it did. Kerry uh, 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 Joji Fukunawa did a, a phenomenal job directing. Again, we talked about the cinematographer. The, it must have been so difficult for the cast and crew to just sort of like hold this movie. <laughs> but ultimately, well, they, so many locations too. And that was yeah. Like- and and um, it was also kind of a hard movie not to spoil yourself on because they just kept releasing trailers. And that's not the cast and crew's fault. That's the marketing department's fault. They have to keep mm-hmm. it sort of relevant. But, like, I tried actively avoiding them after a while because I was worried that they'd show the whole movie. But I actually will say this. They kind of didn't. 
Like I watched eventually, not not want willing because I saw trailers eventually before movies when mm-hmm. I was going back to theaters. They kept showing the trailer, and it's hard to sort of block that out. And yeah, they showed some parts, but like a lot of it is in the beginning when they're in um, <clears throat> Italy, I, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple things. So like it was more like the non consequential action sequences. So yeah. anyway, I was very pleased with it. SVP, please take us home with your final thoughts. My final thoughts are. It was, you know what, I, I I actually, and maybe this is my age, maybe this is just, you know, where I am in life, I found it rather easy to fall into this movie emotionally. Mm. Um, and for that reason, it, it will remain a standout. Like you said, not the same lane as Casino Royale, not the same lane as Skyfall, not the same lane as any of the other five <laughs> movies. Kind of like its own... Sort of like like hybrid, yeah. like you said, um, <clears throat> and and the only the, the wild thing about it is, is that unlike everybody else's run at this character, like this has become something that I I kind of cherish, mm-hmm. and I left the theater genuinely wanting to like re binge everything, just just to you know. Kind of just, uh, I don't know, maybe look for Easter eggs. Yeah. And, like, really, like, just, like, fucking nerd out on it. Like, that's where it left me. Yeah. So I was I was pleased, to say the least. Hard same. Hard same. Everybody, this has been the only podcast about the film No Time to Die. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even read the IMDb movie description. I almost forgot because this was such a haphazard show that, again, you saved me for. This is what Mr internet movie database has to say that the plot of this film is James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Letter an old, or Leter, an old friend from the CIA turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology. That is correct. That is the film. They, they, they did the thing without spoiling the thing and didn't go too much into it. That's pretty much what happens. That's the first. Good old IMDb. There we go. They did it. Uh, SVP, when you are not saving my ass with some good old-fashioned <laughs> male bonding at midnight on a Wednesday, where can folks find you? Uh, well, let's see. There's Instagram and Twitter, uh, both uh, aptly named SVP Thinks. Mm-hmm. So that's at SVP. Thanks for both of those things. Oh, hello, Lola. Um, Is that your cat? That's my cat. Okay. Just clearing your, that yours, up. Yours, yeah, yours uh, is, 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 has been behind you yes, for a Yes, yeah. Zoe's been surprisingly quiet because I fed her before we started. <laughs> that was smart. I thought I fed this one too, but I think she just missed me. All right, ready? let me, I'm almost done. Let me finish. Anyway, and of course, uh, if you want to check out uh the stuff I've written, or at least some of it, uh, because I also have a bunch of short stories out and a bunch of anthologies. But if you are interested in any of my either vampire lore or serial killer series or my anthologies that I've written with uh, my fellow podcast mates, uh, Kirk Johnson and Mark Abbott, uh, just visit www.laughingblackvampire.com. There's also a video library full of of uh just a lot of stuff including some stuff from extra credit yeah and uh yeah that's it www.laughingblackvampire.com also you do a podcast you just mentioned it right yes beef wine and shenanigans um which started off as three middle-aged black dudes uh supposedly going to nerd out over horror science fiction and, and superhero movies 
And then uh, a really awful person got elected president in 2016. <laughs> Did and, you turn into a politics then, show? And not so much a politics show, but it, it was more like like group therapy sure. over podcast sure. over over politics because we were just that upset. Yeah, no, it's understandable. Understandable. We actually do a game that I just invented. I call it America's least favorite game show, and it's called <laughs> Name That Racist. I have a graphic for it and everything, actually. Uh, so Name That Racist is literally um, me asking my podcast mates trivia questions about various races. Oh, man. Man. Well, your work on Extra History, I hope, has helped uh, stump them on occasion. It, it actually helped me get there. So, so <laughs> you, you, you actually uh, are, are part to, uh, there we go. to give credit for there on we that. Go. Well, you can find me and my life and works at Skeletor the number four, PREZ on Instagram, Emperor MSK on Twitter, uh, and of course my website, uh, com for my life and works, or really like my old life and works before I became a cartoon on the internet, over on Extra Credits, where you might also have recognized me from. Uh, or please, Very good looking cartoon. Oh, though, thank yeah. you very much. Uh, please check out the good works we're doing over there. We have a couple things. Uh, let's see. Last. Oh, we just uploaded our D&D one shot from because we did a charity for Rise Above the Disorder that posted last <coughs> week. Uh, also, mm -hmm. Rob did his lies episode for Rasputin, and we have a music video up there. Uh, you can also see a lot of SVP's episodes he's done uh, for extra history and extra mythology on there. So please check those out as well. Uh, and then SVP, this is so exciting. I didn't even realize this was be, would be the case and that I could shill this as well. So next Wednesday, the Wednesday after this post, this will be posting on the Sunday prior to said Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We are doing at extra credits, a thing we are calling vampire day slash night. And uh, uh, during the day, there will be a uh, our literature series, So You Haven't Read. We'll be talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is a really, really fucking cool episode written by Robert Rath. And then in the evening, we're going to be doing again, because everyone was so generous on the charity stream on my birthday back in April, and people want to see us play games online that are not just Dungeons & Dragons, we are teaming up with World of Darkness for their 30th anniversary of the Vampire the Masquerade game and their whole RPG rule system. And we are doing a one-shot uh, hosted by Jasmine Bular, uh, and SVP is joining the, the cast as one of the vampires, and we'll be streaming that live on Twitch on the Extra Credits Twitch channel at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, October 20th. I am fucking pumped, and I'm also a little scared. Like, I don't know if you know this, SVP, but Jasmine uh, and and Jen, who are on that show with you, me, and Arthur, are, like, mm -hmm. names in that space. And So I've gathered, and yeah. And I'm intimidated as hell to do it, but it's going to be so fun. Uh, we all get to play vampires and hang out for three or four hours and, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically just relying on my imagination and what few acting chops I have to to get me through whatever she's going to throw you at me. You and me both. I imagine, because um, in our preliminary talks, she's been very, oh, is that what you want to do? Like, you can hear it in her voice. Yep. She's like, okay. She's got plans. She's got machinations. Uh, and I'm very, yeah. very excited. Um, uh, I'm very excited for it. So please check that out. If that sounds up your wheelhouse, if you want to hear me and SVP pretend to be imaginary vampires, but do it like really fucking cool, then uh, yeah, please tune into that. Um, I guess 
Uh, me and Shahir, maybe. Me and someone else, maybe. Maybe SVP. I have no idea. We're going to be talking at you about a film next week. There'll be, you'll hear it. You'll you'll get the ding or the thing or whatever. Please rate, review us five stars. Maybe send us an email, onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of No Time to Die, uh, who you think should be the next Bond, uh, or how what generation vampire you think SVP is in real life. I want to know those three things if you write us in. Okay? I, those, that's your homework assignment. Uh, and with that, SVP, thank you so much again for joining me. Uh, this was a blast. All good, man. And Appreciate you yeah. for having me. And uh, we will chat at you later. Bye, everybody. Good day. Good day.